Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be going over my rankings risers. These are guys that are going up my rankings due to a multitude of different things. Now, before I get into the video, if you guys would actually like to see all of my rankings, you can go down below and purchase my draft guide. It's down below in the description. And while you're down there, make sure to please click that subscribe button because I love each and every single one of you guys, and I want to make sure that you can all win your 2020 championship. And as long as you click that button, I'm going to guide you the ways of fantasy football stardom you guys are going to win just like i'm going to win i want us all to win we're gonna have a great year in 2020 so let's get right into it rankings risers for 2020 fantasy football so right now the first guy i want to talk about here is james white running back of the new england deflatriates 85.66 ffpc adp what ffpc adp is adp stands for average draft position ffpc is a website that has higher stakes type of drafts so 100 plus dollar leagues those are being played on there and that's where you get the idp or the ADP from a higher stakes type of website. New England Deflatriots running back five foot nine, two hundred four pounds. Out of Wisconsin, 28.4 years old. His workout metrics are not very good at all. 4.5740 yard dash, 56 percentile, 40th percentile speed score, 18th percentile burst score, 66th percentile agility score, and a 74th percentile bench press. But that does not tell the tale of Mr. James White, running back of the New England Patriots. ADP running back number 34. He is my running back number 24. Was running back 30, so he skyrocketed through the goddamn moon like my name was Elon Musk. Running back number 18 in 2019 in 15 games. I'm going to go over his stats from last year, and then we're going to talk about why he really rose up a lot for me, like your cock in the morning. 12.8 PPR points per game, number 22 at running back, 67 carries, 4.5 per game, 53rd at running backs, 263 rushing yards, 17.5 per game, 57th at running back. Now, I understand that those stats are completely dog shit. He's not very good at being a running back, or that the aspect of what you think a running back is. James White is a pass-catching running back, 95 total targets, 6.3 per game, 6th at running back, 72 receptions, 4.8 per game, 6th at running back, 645 receiving yards, 43.0 per game, 3rd at running back. His red zone touches were 32.0 per game, 23rd at running back. And he had five total touchdowns, 34 at running back. So a pretty solid year out of James White in New England. Obviously, that was with Tom Brady. And now they bring in new quarterback Cam Newton. So to think to, that's very important about Cam Newton and when relative to the running back position on the team. He helps out the pass-catching running back. Christian McCaffrey really broke out the last two years, obviously, or last three years. I guess 2017 was his first year in the NFL. Obviously, last year was phenomenal, but that wasn't really with Cam Newton because Cam Newton got hurt. With Cam Newton, CMC has averaged over 100 targets in each season in 2017, 80 receptions on 113 targets for 651 yards, and five total touchdowns 2018, 107 receptions on 124 targets for 867 yards, and six total touchdowns. James White's finished in the last two seasons, running back number 18 last year running back seven in 2018 he's going severely underrated due to the fact that you don't think of James White as some guy who's going to be scoring you a shit ton of fantasy points you just think oh he's the guy in the Patriots who's going to be getting a lot of dump offs that just really well it's true and it's not true at the same time he is going to be seeing a lot of dump offs but he is going to be scoring a shit ton of points if Cam Newton is good so you're kind of putting your weight in Cam Newton in the thoughts of doing this, but at the same time, really not. Because I thought he was going to be fine with Jared Stidham, but the fact is, now that Cam Newton is here, I'm further solidifying my hope in James White for being good this year. That's why he went up in my rankings. The second player to talk about here is Javis Juice Landry, 5'11", 205 pounds, now a Cleveland Brown, used to be a Miami Dolphin. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, obviously. If you guys have been here for a while, you know that. I love Jarvis Landry. 
I got the guy's fucking jersey, and then he left the team three months later. Very sad for me. 465, 40 yard dash, 15th percentile, 23rd percentile speed score, first percentile agility score, and his catch radius is so bad they don't even show it. His workout metrics don't fucking matter at all, to be completely honest with you. You know who Jarvis Landry is. He's one of the most elite, I'd say, pass catchers in the NFL, like, hands-wise. This guy has glue for his hands. He's a PPR monster, and that's why I have moved him up. He used to be wide receiver 28. Now he's moving up to 25, and I would not be surprised by the time drafts come in August if he is inside of my top or if he's, like, a top 20 kind of guy. ADP right now, wide receiver number 29, so I have him higher than the average draft position. Wide receiver number 12 last season, which you honestly, I highly doubt most people knew that because the, it seemed like the guy was sleeping last season when in reality he was just having some good games. And he, the reason why he always finishes so high is because the guy doesn't get hurt. He doesn't knock on fucking wood. He doesn't have those injury problems. 237.4 PPR points in 2019, 14.8 PPR points per game, number 21. I talked about some of the most consistent players in fantasy football some of the most safe players in fantasy football and Jarvis Landry is one of those that's what really made me want to move him up 16 games played last year 138 targets 8.6 per game ninth at wide receiver 83 receptions 5.2 per game 12th at wide receiver 1,174 yards 73.4 per game ninth amongst wide receivers 12 red zone receptions seventh amongst wide receivers and six total touchdowns 22nd amongst wide receivers now why do I have him ranked lower than wide receiver 12 since he's such a ball like target he really is Baker Mayfield loves to throw him the ball they are moving into a more run-heavy system with head coach Kevin Stefanski coming in there out of Minnesota as the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. They were the fourth, count it, fourth most run-heavy offense in the NFL, so I think it's going to be more likely that we see Cleveland try to run the ball more. But even with that said, Jarvis is a safe pick. Wide receiver 12 in 2019. In 2018 in Cleveland, wide receiver 18 in Miami. In 2017, wide receiver number 5. Wide receiver number 13 in 2016 in Miami. And he should be healthy for the start of the season. He ended up getting hurt at the end of the season, but it seems like he's going to be good to go. I'm not too worried about Jarvis Landry. I think he should be good to go. For week one, I think we see a great season out of Jarvis Landry again. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I moved Jarvis up. So let me know what you guys think about Jarvis Landry down below in the comments. I would really like to talk to you guys about any of these players you want to talk about. So Deshaun Watson is my next riser. FFPC ADP 65.65. Houston Texans quarterback, six foot two, 221 pounds. First round pick, obviously, a couple of years ago out of Clemson. 87th percentile, 40-yard dash with a 466, 116.4 burst score, 77th percentile, 75th percentile, agility score, 5th percentile, Wonderlook score. So apparently Deshaun Watson is not wicked smart, but that's okay because it doesn't seem to fucking matter what you actually score in your Wonderlook score in a second percent throw velocity pretty sad for Deshaun Watson but I don't think that really matters at all my quarterback number seven was quarterback nine originally I moved him up he's quarterback six uh ADP wise so I'm not as high as everyone but I still think he's gonna have a good year he finished his quarterback number four last year in 15 games 495 passing attempts which is 33 per game 16th in the NFL so smack dab in the middle of the league 3,852 passing yards which is 256.8 per game 13th at the quarterback position, I'm going to move myself up a little bit so you can read his carry stats. 26 passing touchdowns, 5.3% rate. What the passing touchdown rate means is if you're around 5, that's pretty normal. If he was scoring like 9%, you got to expect the regression. If he scored 3%, you would expect it to go higher. 8th in the NFL, 12 INTs, 23 interceptable passes, 12th in the NFL. He had 82 carries, 4th in the NFL, 413 rushing yards, 4th, 27.5 rushing yards per game, 7 rushing touchdowns, 2nd in the NFL. So Deshaun Watson really gets that bonus off of rushing the rock.
as we all know, these running quarterbacks are like cheat codes in fantasy football. If your league is a four-point-per-passing touchdown league, if they run the ball in, that's two additional points. And plus, they only need to run 10 yards to get a point when they typically have to throw the ball 20 or 25 yards just to get that one point. So I think we see Deshaun Watson have yet another great year. The reason why I was down on him was really because of the next news, which is obviously that DeAndre Hopkins left. That's why I had him down there. But then I got to thinking... And I was like, man, he's never played without Hopkins, but I think he'll be fine without Hopkins because a combo of Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb should be good enough. Now, the reason why initially I was kind of worried is because Cooks and Fuller just are injury-prone as fuck. Cooks somehow always plays the whole season, but that guy's one head injury from like actually legitimately being in very bad condition and never playing in the NFL again. I'm being completely serious. He's getting that many head injuries. Will Fuller, he just gets hurt lacing up the cleats before the game, so that's a bit worrisome. And Randall Cobb might need a walker to go out there and play, but Randall Cobb's going to be very safe this year. So I think Deshaun Watson does have a good season. I think I was treating him very unfair to what he is. He has that rushing upside. He's on a team that will be passing the ball a decent amount. Sure, he lost the safest, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, maybe the safest wide receiver. If you just look at him, you throw it to him. The guy has a fucking circle around him. He'll catch anything. That's how good DeAndre Hopkins is, but I think Deshaun Watson is still going to be good without him, even though, obviously, that makes him take a hit. He used to be, like, my quarterback four, then he fell down to, like, nine, and now he's back in the middle around seven, so I do think Deshaun Watson could have a great year this season. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Next player to talk about here is the counselor's favorite, Ronald Jones, FFPC ADP 82. Point or 83.26 Tampa Bay Buccaneer 5'11, 205 pounds out of USC, 45340 yard dash, 52nd percentile speed score, 52nd percentile burst score. So last year he finished as running back number 25 in 2019, playing all 16 games. He was originally my running back 32, and I have moved him up to running back 28. And I honestly think, just like what the guy I was talking about before in Jarvis, I think Ronald Jones has the potential to move up even more. There's obviously some roadblocks he will have to get through that we are going to be talking about though Tampa Bay Buccaneer his ADP on fantasy pros running back number 31 so I have him ranked higher than the ADP running back number 25 in 2019 in 16 games 10.4 PPR points per game 35 at running back 172 carries 10.8 per game 23rd at running back shout out to Michael Jordan 724 rushing yards 45.2 per game 26th at running back 41 total targets 2.7 per game 34th at running back 31 total receptions 1.9 per game 33rd at running back 309 receiving yards 19.3 per game 20th at running back red zone touches were 21 1.3 per game 39th the wide receiver and his total touchdowns was six so obviously what changed from last year to this year they bring in tampa bay tom brady Tom Brady goes from New England. Now he comes to Tampa. They still have very similar weapons last year. Obviously, they add Gronk as well. The rushing attack, they get rid of Peyton Barber, who was just a fucking stain, a shit stain on the organization. That guy sucks. They bring in Keyshawn Vaughn via the draft. Tampa Bay last season was the seventh most pass-heavy offense in the NFL. You could tell that by the fact that Jameis Winston went for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 INTs. The guy was fucking slinging the rock. And I think that might go down a bit because they were throwing the ball to 62.34% of the time. But I don't think it goes so much higher or so much lower with Tom Brady. I think Bruce Arians puts a similar type of system in here for Jameis as he would have with Tom Brady. But obviously, Tom Brady can make some of these passes, whereas Jameis Winston was squinted because he didn't have fucking LASIK surgery. His eyes were fucked. He was never even wearing glasses. It made no sense. Now he's got LASIK. Now he's good to go as the Saints backup. But Ronald Jones could be good to go as the Tampa Bay running back.
Notoriously, the quarterback whisperer Bruce Arians has not been too kind to rookie running backs. So I think Keyshawn Vaughn takes a back pedal. He's going to be the pass-catching type of running back in the system. I think, obviously, there's pluses with that because we saw James White eat like Ezekiel Elliott with Mr. Tom Brady. But I think Ronald Jones is going to be very good. If they're scoring a shit ton and they're on, like, the three-yard line, Tom Brady can't extend his arms that far to get in from the three-yard line. You just keep handing it to Ronald Jones. The guy's going to be a touchdown monster. And I think with this new offense, we can really see how good Ronald Jones actually is considering they won't be playing from behind so much, which is going to be, which was a huge fucking problem because Jameis instantly, right off the gate, he'd just throw a pick. It was his get the jitters out of me pick instantly off the beginning of the game. Tom Brady doesn't do that. He dissects the defense. He cuts them up like Gordon fucking Ramsey and dissects them and murders the defense. And that's what Ronald Jones is going to be helping them do in 2020. Shout out to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. Final player of the video that is going up in my rankings is Tyler Lockett, wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks, 61.42 FFPC ADP, 5'10", 182 pounds, 27.8 years old, 92nd percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.40, 47th percentile speed yard, 40, or not 40-yard dash, 47th percentile speed score, 48th percentile burst score, 80th percentile agility score, and a 49th percentile catch radius. If I'm going to be honest with you guys, Tyler Lockett had my brain fucked up. I was looking back at the numbers, and I realized how stupid I I was. He's my wide receiver 22, ADP wide receiver 22. So I got him right where the ADP was, but I had him at wide receiver number 27. I was sipping the Kool-Aid on DK Metcalf, and then I realized something. Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson are fucking best buddies. They're like SpongeBob and Patrick, okay? They're best fucking friends. That is why I think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett have a good year. I think DK Metcalf still has a good year, but I don't know what the fuck I was thinking having Tyler Lockett behind DK Metcalf. Wide receiver number 13 last year, and this man played like two games where he was on the flu. He was trying to play like Michael Jordan, but in reality, he was just fucking awful. Uh, 252 or 235.2 PPR points in 2019, 14.7 PPR points per game. Played all 16 games, even with the flu. 110 targets, 6.9 per game. Very nice. 24th at wide receiver, 82 receptions, 5.1 per game. 14th at wide receiver, 1,057 receiving yards, 66.1 per game. 20th at wide receiver, 17 red zone receptions, second amongst wide receivers, and eight total touchdowns, eighth amongst wide receivers. So we can see that he actually kind of had a tipsy-turvy type of season. He started off strong, 11 points, 17 points, 32 points. And then he kind of took a bit of a backseat, 9, 14, 12, 16, 16, which those aren't bad games by any stretch of the imagination. Those aren't bad games. Those are just okay games. And then he puts it on 40.2 points. And then the man started playing like shit and he was sick and he's hurt, but he's playing through these injuries. He's playing through the sickness. I think had that not have happened, this guy could have been a top 10, maybe even a top eight wide receiver. 5.9 5.9 per game points after that, 4.8, then 0, 8, and then he comes back, 26.0, then 2, then 17. So he had a tipsy-turvy type of season. But at the end of the day, the guy is very, very safe. Him and Russell Wilson love each other. They're going to have a great season again, even with a run-heavy coach like Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson will always manage to get the ball to Tyre Lockett, and I think that Tyre Lockett has yet another good season. I think I was foolish to have him ranked so low. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Click on one of the videos on your screen right now to enjoy some other content. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday on the 4th of July. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you back again tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Goodbye, guys. I love you all. I really mean it. Thank you.